Welcome to Inspired for More podcast. I am so happy you're here. My name is Alexandra Sove, and I embarked on a crazy journey of self-discovery over a decade ago. I have built and I continue to grow my multi-seven-figure sales organization, and I am insanely passionate about stepping into the very best version of ourselves and letting go of stories that no longer serve us. This podcast is long overdue for me to share with those seeking to expand their life to the next level in health, relationship, career, finances, and spirituality. If you feel any bit inspired by anything in this intro or any episodes to come, just know if you can be inspired, you are actually meant to inspire others. Now let's dive into an episode. All right. Welcome to another episode of Inspired for More podcast. I am thrilled, you guys. Today is an amazing, amazing day because not only do I have the privilege of having an amazing guest online, but someone that has literally impacted my whole entire entrepreneurial journey over the last 10 years. And it's so like baffling to have him in front of my face on a Zoom right now, because I said to him, that's the way, you know, somebody knows how to market themselves so well, because even though we don't have a personal relationship at all up until today, um, one thing for sure is that I feel like I know him personally. And so I said to Jordan, I said, oh my God, this is so thrilling to have you on. So without further ado today, I have the privilege of introducing one of the best network marketing book authors in the world. His name is Jordan Adler. He's built spectacular business in the network marketing field. He's one of the biggest um, ambassadors of our industry. And I'm just so privileged to have you on today. So Jordan, welcome. Thank you, Alexandra. This is exciting for me. It's good to connect. We have a lot of mutual connections. We totally have so many mutual connections. We were just talking about um, Donna and Thomas, who are really well known in our industry. And your husband. And my husband, my husband too. My husband just literally came in right before we recorded this. And it turns out that he hung out with Jordan years ago. What was it? Like 10, 12, years? 13 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Probably just a couple of years before him and I met. We just celebrated our 10 year wow. anniversary. So, wow. so, so, so fun. So, you know, for any of us, anybody on here, I know there we have thousands of downloads on this podcast. Not everybody is involved in the network marketing space. And of course they know that I am. And so I thought this was a great introduction to get somebody to know a little bit the ins and out of our industry and especially coming from somebody like you. Now I was showing Jordan, he has these incredible books that I encourage every single person, whether you're involved in the industry or not, it really gives you a really full spectrum of what our industry is all about. And I can tell you the first time that I read your first book, which is called Beach Money, I was literally on the beach in Punta Cana at a really wow. like three-star resort, Jordan, because that's all I could afford. I had been part of network marketing for about two years and I would have died to be like living the life that I live today and more so the life that you live. And I thought I read this on the beach and I remember reading like, like your average income, how it was exponentially growing. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, oh my God, I wonder if one day, and I used to say- and I created wonder, that. You yeah. created that. Yeah, because we were just having a quick conversation and he said, oh, you're in Canada. And I said, no, actually a dream came through and we actually relocated to Florida, which was on oh, one awesome. of my massive dream boards years ago. I literally- wrote in a, I did a, what do we call a vision movie? And I talk about this on the podcast all the time, but I literally put every single thing that I wanted to have and desired in my life. And one of them was, I wanted a house in Montreal. I wanted a house in Florida and I wanted a house in Greece. And so I'm still working on my house in Greece, but now we've got the house in Florida and Fantastic. here I am. Here I am on a call with you, which, like I said, has been somebody who definitely, without a doubt, has inspired me so much. So I will preface. I just want to know what happened to the cover of my book. <laughs> That's how used it was. 
Did it fall off or where it is it off. It fell off because you know when you read a book so much, it literally wow. falls right off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So I was it, wondering. There's no joke about that, right? When somebody tells you, oh yeah, I read your book and it looks so intact. This is actually like showing you real face of network marketing. So you read the book in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Well, that's where I celebrated my last birthday. No. In Punta Cana. Yeah. Oh Isn't God, it great? Isn't it fun? I love it there. And one of the things too is so funny because when I read, I, I was re-listening to your audiobook recently and it said your age, Jordan. And I don't and know what I you turned do. Six, I turned 65 in March. I don't even know what you do. to. Well, uh, clearly they're living a happy life and I believe happiness, it keeps us so youthful forever. But I remember hearing 58 or something in your last book, Better Than Beach Money. Is that, could that be it yeah, that you said yeah, 57 or 58? And I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> he doesn't even look a day over for like 45. <laughs> and I Thank feel like you. he just froze totally in time. <laughs> so anyway. My 60th was in Punta Cana, Dominican, five that, years ago. Awesome. That is so yeah. awesome. It's so good. Anyway, so on that note, how long have you been part of the industry, Jordan? I want to hear all the ins and outs, and I want our audience to hear the ins and out of how long have you been involved in network marketing? Yeah, so I signed up in my first company in 1981. I was 21 years old, and I never made a penny for my first 10 years. My first 11 companies I signed up I never with, I never made one penny, never signed up one person. I would get involved with the company. I would I would be excited about it, like Sunset Travel Clubs or Dr. Hill's Potendized Spiralina or Nashika 3D cameras. <laughs> and I I'd scrape together every, you know, like it costs a couple hundred, 300 bucks to get involved and I didn't have any money. And I would put it on a credit card and like I'm, I'm in my 20s and eating macaroni and cheese and tuna for dinner three times a week. And getting involved in these companies, buying product, going to their trainings. Uh, and I never signed up a single person. 10 years, 11 different companies. I'd get in one. I'd be in it for two or three months. I'd get discouraged and I would quit. And then I'd get in another one seven months later, get discouraged and quit. And I did that over and over and over and over again for 10 years. Then my 12th company on my, my, 12th company on my 11th year, I made 8 million bucks. Wow. And I was living in an enclosed garage. I was 34 years old. My rent was $200 a month. I had $36,000 in credit card debt on 22 credit cards. i had never made a penny in network marketing. I had two roommates that lived in the house. I lived in the garage and I had a Jeep that was in the street that had been broken down for two years and I couldn't afford to fix it. And I had a job and my job at the airline paid me 28 grand a year, but they had just filed bankruptcy and cut my pay down to 14,000 a year. So at the age of 34 years old, I was making $14,000 a year, living in an enclosed garage, um, $36,000 in credit card debt, and a broken down Jeep. And I joined my 12th company. And in that company, I decided I wasn't going to quit when things got tough. And I just kept going. After one year, I was making 180 bucks a month. And by my third year, I was making 35000 a month. And then it went up from there. Talk about rise to riches story. I, and yeah, I think right. that's what really keeps you so um, relatable. I think I honestly can feel your heart when you're sharing that story and it can feel that you don't, you know, never forget where you came from is what I feel. Right. Yeah. And that right. is so powerful. So 34, I feel like anybody listening in and feeling like they're maybe behind the wheel, like look at the incredible success that you built in all these years. And you really only got started when you think 34. Yeah, so I haven't had a job now um, since 1996. 96 was when things really took off for me. And I spent 96 to 2020, 
two. I haven't had wow. a job. My last job was in 1996. Wow. Okay. So I'm so curious. So if you did 12 different, well, 11 different companies prior to the one that you're with now today, and you went from one to another to another and kept investing, even though you didn't have the money and literally believing in that dream, what was it with the, clearly the first initial time you heard about network marketing, it got you involved enough to want you to pursue a, an opportunity like that and to keep going at it. So how did you, yeah, where so, did you learn about network marketing? Well, the truth is I, I would get discouraged and quit. And I didn't know at that point that I was going to do it again. Like I didn't know that, but then something <laughs> else would grab my attention. But the truth is I saw no, I didn't have money to invest. You can create a passive income by investing money if you have a lot of money, but I didn't have, I didn't come from money. I didn't have money to invest. And I, I, I learned the, the, the philosophy of leveraging your time through the work of other people. I didn't have a role model. I didn't have the background for hiring people, starting a company and cost a lot of money. You know, it costs at the very least, it, for the most part, if you're starting a traditional company, you're looking at anywhere from 40 grand to 150,000 to start. Yeah. And so you're usually having to borrow money from, I didn't even have people, I had no people I could go to to borrow money from, you know, like to start a company and right. the banks were going to give me money. So yeah. network marketing, I saw it as a way that I could get involved on a shoestring and put in sweat equity and over time create leverage through people. So they'd benefit because they'd have their own business and they'd go to work. I, the way I saw it was they would go to work to benefit themselves and their family and I would get a cut of what they do. And so the way I learned it is if you can put in five hours a week and you can find one other person that can put in five hours a week, now you're benefiting from 10 hours worth of work, but you're only putting in five. Right. If you find a few more people over the course of the next few months that can put in five hours a week, you might be getting paid on 20 hours worth of work a week, but you're only putting in five. Right. And over time, you might get paid over 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, or even 1,000 hours worth of work a week. Today, I get paid on thousands of hours worth of work a week, but I only put in a few. You know, right. there's no way that when you, once you start building a team, and it's not easy, it's like every, but every business is not easy. Like if, if you, if you borrow a quarter million bucks from family and friends and from your 401k and from the bank and start a company, the likelihood your company is going to make it is very slim. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to work very hard and you're going to have to not get any sleep and make big sacrifices and take risks and all that. But you do that. So, you know, like network marketing is no different. It's just the, the difference that I see with network marketing is that the more the more successful you become in network marketing, the more freedom you have. Yeah. In traditional business, the more successful you become, the less freedom you have. So in order to grow a traditional business, you have to hire more employees, which means more responsibility. You've got to take on bigger leases. You've got to you've got to take on bigger responsibility overhead that costs money every month. And if you don't meet payroll or if you can't uh, if you have supply chain issues or whatever, those issues, you have to take that on personally. Those represent huge, huge risks. And there's a lot of money involved. Whereas in network marketing, you know, you can get involved in network marketing for a couple hundred, 300, 400 bucks, or, you know, the, the most expensive opportunities to get involved in a network marketing is like a thousand bucks. Right. So there's very low risk getting involved. And then you, you learn, you have mentors around you that have experience building and having success that you get to learn from. And in most cases, it doesn't cost you any more to learn from those mentors. No. And you that's why I say it's one of the biggest benefits. Yeah, yeah. And we get coached for free and by people who earn kind of income that we would never be able to be necessarily in proximity with ever before. Right. Like yep. proximity is power. And I, I really believe that 
when I read your book on that famous beach on that three-star hotel <laughs> 10 yeah. 11 years ago, dreaming about being in five-star hotels one day, I remembered that you conveyed that so well about how instead of linear income, which linear is basically exchanging dollar for hour. And some people will call themselves an entrepreneur, like doctors are technically entrepreneurs, but they're solo. And then they have to build a team that any entrepreneur that wants to build anything big has to scale and build a team. But the power, like you're saying, is that we get to scale it on our level without massive investment, which that really was, that's really yeah. what I got from your book when I first read it the very first time. And I thought it really expanded my vision and expanded my knowledge to as to what I was creating with the business, even though I had no results in the first two years of my personal business either. Yeah, like 80% of someone's success has to do whether they believe in themselves, their company and the, and the profession, right? And and one of the things, and people don't do the work if they don't believe in those things. So they, they give up on it because right. if you don't believe it, then why go after it? Right. Or were right, the reason they kept going, the reason they risked their life and risked worldwide ridicule was because they believed they could fly. Right. And nobody else believed it. I mean, they wanted to put them in straitjackets and put them in a mental institution. Because if you think about it, if you're in a world where no one has ever done it before, the bulk of the pop, 98% of the population doesn't even believe it's possible. So people that don't believe something is possible don't do the work. Yeah, totally. So the thing that people get from Beach Funny when they read it, just like you said, and this is the thing that I hear most often from people that have read the book, and many people that have read my book go on to become very successful, is because they read it and they go, I can do this. They start to really deep down, they start to believe that they can do it. So like the question comes up all the time, like, well, why doesn't more people make money? Well, why didn't more people make $100,000 a month? There are millions of people, millions of people in the United States and Canada that make $100,000 a month, millions. But the only people that do it, that believe that they can do, they believe that it's possible. First, they have to believe it's possible. Mm -hmm. Second, they got to believe it's possible for them. Right. That's what Beach Money does. When they read Beach Money, they go, it's possible and it's possible for me. Doesn't mean you have to make 100000 a month. Doesn't mean you have to make 50000 a month. Whatever it is for you, 3000 a month. Right. You won't make $3,000 a month if you don't do the work and you won't do the work unless you believe it's possible. Totally. And, and so when I think once people start achieving certain things in their business, it expands them to think about, oh, wow, if I can achieve this, where can I go next? But most people don't even have enough skin in the game to get to a level of even earning a little bit of income because they don't believe it. You're right. It's, right. And, and then, I love that. And then you have to deal with, once you do start making the money, then you deal with doubt. Like you deal with, you deal with doubt the whole time. But like if you're making $2,000 a month, you wonder, you doubt whether you can make five or 10. Right. That's normal. That's like normal human emotion. And so one of the things that I've learned that was like a major breakthrough for me was stop. I had to stop making my decisions based on how I was feeling. Mm. because our emotions go up and down it's just a normal condition of the it's it's part of the human condition our emotions go up and down and most of the time we're sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down right. and you make your decisions based on your feelings then when you're down you won't work right so you have to make your decisions based on your commitment just like you make decisions with your kids based on your commitment not on how you're feeling there's gonna be a lot of days that you don't so feel true. like you don't feel up to the challenge it's but so you're true. committed you're committed just like you get a dog right you know there's times where you got to take care of your dog but you don't feel like it but you do it because you're committed to making sure your dog is okay all right he just saw my dog my new love of my life and that's why he's making that example right now exactly <laughs> so good you yeah. know when you talk about doubt 
you, there's not only the doubt for ourselves, but most of all, like any successful entrepreneur, especially in the network marketing field, we've all had pushback from friends, family, and for you going on your 12th company, you talked about how there was not everybody was always that supportive towards your decisions. No, my father, my father, all my life. Like I can remember when I was five, six, seven years old, he was very, I love my dad. I lost my dad about eight years ago. And he was very skeptical about everything. And he used to talk. I remember as a child, him talking about pyramid schemes, Mm. that network marketing was pyramid schemes. That's how he, that's the words he used for it. And all my life. And so when I, found network marketing, not realizing at first that it was the same thing. It was what my dad was talking about when I was a kid for my first 20 years building the business, probably 18 years building the business. My dad gave me a hard time. In fact, while I was trying to get a business going, the first 10 companies, the first 11 companies in 10 years, my dad would be like, you got to stop doing that. Like you got to get out of that. That's not, you're going to end up in jail. You're, this is not good. You know, and because he saw it distracting me from my job, like I wanted to get out of the job and build my own business and have unlimited potential and have the freedom to travel the world. And my dad didn't get it. So we were constantly fighting about it. In fact, Thanksgiving dinner, I don't remember the year, but it was years ago. I actually, I mean, I got along great with my dad, but I knew that if the topic of network marketing ever came up in our conversation, it would end up in a fight between us. Wow. And I was sit- and I went home from college or no, it was, I was probably like right after college. I was, I know, you know what it was? I was living in Phoenix because I was out of college. I was living in Phoenix. I was involved in network marketing. I came home for Thanksgiving to Park Forest, Illinois. We were having a little Thanksgiving dinner in, in Park Forest. And I remember thinking to myself, Thanksgiving ca- or uh, network marketing can't come up in conversation while we're at the dinner table because it'll end up in a fight. And my dad asked me how my business was going and I should have just shut it down, but he asked me. And so I told him and he started arguing with me and I got so pissed off. I got up during Thanksgiving dinner and I went out to the front. I slammed the door and left and didn't come back. Great. Thanks. I did go back eventually, but <laughs> I left Thanksgiving that day. Right. Oh my gosh. But because, but, but then when I started, it took me many years, but when I started making money and I moved out of the enclosed garage and I got a beautiful home in the forest and I started buying nice cars and traveling the world, I started taking my dad on trips. We'd go on cruises together. Uh, he'd come to visit me out West and we drive around in my convertible BMW at the time. And he completely, and then when I wrote Beach Money, then he started getting really proud of me. Mm. And Can you read last- it? Did he ever read it? Oh yeah. He gave away, he read it and he gave away probably 50 or 50 copies of it over the years. Yeah. So in the last, last 12 years of his life, he was very, very proud of me and talked about network marketing positively and talked about how skeptical he was. Yeah. That's awesome. He used to call it a, he used to call my business a house of cards, which is interesting. Oh my gosh. And you know, when you you brought up the topic of uh, network marketing being compared to a pyramid scheme, what do you say to anybody listening right now and having that feeling or you know what today like I don't I don't get it because of my I think it's because of my posture I I don't even I don't even remember the last time somebody said to me that they don't because they know they don't it doesn't come up I know it comes up for people that are new that their confidence level is low but you got to get your it's all about you it's not about them it really isn't it's not about convincing them it's about you and your level of confidence and how you feel about it because when you feel great about it and you see that the power of it 
it, it's it's like so much if you're start if you're wanting to build something significant that doesn't require constant babysitting when you build something like bigger it's the best and and something that truly produces a, an income that flows into your bank account every month without you having to babysit it right once you have some people on your team that are working you know this feeling alexandra it's it, there's nothing like it once you understand whether you've created it or not once you really get that when somebody brings that up to you you just kind of laugh you kind of like whatever yeah ha -ha. i like, i that's a comment i'm like ha, -ha. it's you know, totally all funny. about the confidence and i totally agree it, it's, it's only by coaching brand new people that i find that comes up because i'm always like yeah. oh really People see me as a business authority. Clearly, they see you right. as a business authority flying on private jets today, Jordan. Like you're living such a different life than what you were yeah. even initiated to in the network marketing space. So clearly, people will see you as an authority. Um, one of the things I was curious about, I've only been in the industry for now one decade. I'm 11 years in. I'm just celebrating my 12th year anniversary this year. You've been in the industry now. Can we calculate it four decades or is it three decades? It's probably four. I, I don't, it's, it's, well, if you start when I was 21 and I'm 65, so yeah. He look, he doesn't look a day over 45. He doesn't Thank look a so day much. over 45. People tell me that all the time, but you know what? I take good care of myself. I really do. Yeah. It's very yeah. evident that you take care of yourself. And you know what? Like I said, joy is such a youthful thing for that yeah. you, you, us youthful. So in the last four decades, what would you say has been like, that has completely changed our industry for the better? The thing that's the most important that everyone needs to remember about our profession is that it's 100% about relationships. Where you build those relationships, whether it's online or offline, when it comes down to it, the glue that holds your business together, the glue that grow, the, uh, the fuel that grows your business is the relationships that you build with people. And so, and that's cliche, you, you don't wanna lose, you don't wanna miss that, but it's, it becomes cliche because we talk about it so much. Everything else is about can is about creating connections, like whether it be attending a networking event, like a BNI Business Network International or the Chamber of Commerce, or connecting with people through LinkedIn or connecting with people through Instagram. You know, there is a major change going on. One thing I noticed, I was at a mastermind not that long ago, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. There were a hundred people there. Everybody in the room paid a minimum of ten thousand dollars to be there. Some people paid as much as thirty thousand dollars to be there. And these are all people that make fifteen thousand a month up to half a million a month. In Can you elaborate room. on what's a mastermind for anybody that's listening in that's not familiar with that? Because that was fairly there's, new to me a couple of years ago. There's, there's masterminds for everything, like. You know, if you're a real estate investor, you can find a mastermind for real estate investors. If you're a network marketer, you can find a mastermind for network marketers. Uh, there are general business masterminds, entrepreneurs, masterminds for CEOs. It's just a group of people that are all playing in a similar game that want to that are that want to elevate by working together. They want to elevate their success and their connections, right? Success and connections by by meeting, right? So, and there's usually a significant price. They can be as little as a thousand bucks to be in a mastermind or as much as a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand is about the highest that I've heard. There's probably some that are higher, but that hundred thousand dollars a year is the biggest. And those are, there are quite a few of those, believe it or not, but you start off, you know, smaller and then you build up. And as you become more successful, there's certain things that you're willing to invest in to elevate and to, to be around people that are in a similar 
you know, working in a similar sphere as you are. So anyway, I'm in this mastermind with a bunch of network marketers that are all successful. They're all, some of them have been with their companies for two years and are already making 15 grand a month. Some of them are making half a million a month and they've been with their companies for 10 years. You know, one of the things that I noticed, this was just recently, about half the room was under the age of 30. Wow. And the, and none of them had ever set an appointment or given a presentation. And many of them were making, they'd been with their companies for three years and they were making 30 grand a month or 20 grand a month. And they'd never given a presentation. What they do is they build a following on a social media platform of a hundred thousand, 200,000, which is a mystery to me. I mean, I'm trying, I'm working on it, you know, but 200,000 people in a year, they do that. And then they really good at getting attention. And then they just do basically like commercials periodically. And those commercials, people, then they have systems for signing people up. Now, I'm not saying that's the way to do it, but here's the thing though. There is, it's just like you, Alexandra said, you felt like you had a relationship with me, even though we had never met. They do that through social media, right? People feel connected to them because of their constant posting. And, and like, I don't do, I do, I'm, I'm up in my game a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm doing better, but you're doing great. I get a lot of because of my because of my book beach money i've got an online presence because of beach money beach money was a good platform for me to it was like it it was like a a catapult for me wherever you are everybody starts at the same place you know and you know grant cardone says like i like i think grant has some great principles but i'm not a huge grant cardone fan in terms of like his style we our styles are very different but there are things that i learned from him um and uh you know he talks he says money Attention attracts money and money attracts attention. Mm, it's so, so if you look at in network marketing, you know, in the beginning, like the early, early days when I was just getting started, it was all about meeting people, making connections. And this still is effective today, building relationships, setting up appointments, giving a presentation and follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up until somebody's right. ready, making friendships, making connections. Well, you can do that online or offline and the principles of relationships still have not changed. So I think that um, in the beginning, you've got to, st- even if it's a small list, like you start with a list of the 30 people that you're most connected to and make sure they at least know what you're doing. And then make sure that, you know, if they know what you're doing and what you're up to, and there'll be a few of them that might want to partner with you and work together. Um, I have found, I'll give you, I'll share one thing that's like, I think in today's world, is really effective. And I don't even think you've heard me talk about this, Alexandra, that is really powerful, super, super powerful because there's a lot of like influencer marketing going on today. It's a different kind of a different world. There are people all around all of us, you, me, no matter what level you're at, no matter how successful, there's people around us or people that we maybe aren't connected to, but we're maybe like one degree of separation. We know somebody that knows them. Maybe somebody you know that's enrolled in a coaching program of somebody that's really got a lot going on. There's people around us that are more successful than we are, or they know something that we don't know. And and essentially everyone you know knows something that you don't know. What if you approached every conversation with these three things? The first is advice, ideas, advice slash ideas. The second is who do I need to meet? And the third is possible collaboration. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain. First is advice ideas. The second is who do I need to meet? And the third is uh, is possible collaboration. So here's the way that I'm approaching this. Simpl- this is simplicity, like super simple. But how can I 
elevate wherever I'm at, where I'm at, how can I get to a new level? So the first thing I do is everybody I meet, I ask them, I would like to get your ideas because there's things you know that I don't know. There's things I know that you don't know, but there's things you know that I don't know. I'd love to get your ideas and advice. I'd like to tell you what I'm up to and then get your ideas advice. That's the first thing. I love this. Second thing I'd like to do is find out who do you, based on that, who do I need to meet? And when you start giving me ideas of who I need to meet, I'd say, Alexandra, maybe we could talk about possible collaboration if you're going to be introducing me to people anyway. I love this. So, and I've been doing this uh, for about a year. It's explosive, explosive. Like the the opportunities that's opened up has been just insane. So, and I can share some of those stories with you because so like I'm finding people through my connections with people. I'm finding people that are more successful than I am, and I'm asking for an introduction. And I tell that person, I just want to, I just want to get some ideas from you. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm not going to present anything that I'm not going to try and get you into anything. I just want your ideas. And if there's anything I can do for you, that'd be great too. You know, but I want to, I want to get your ideas. And so I, I, I set up a 20 minute conversation and I ask, I tell them, this is what I'm up to. What would you do? If you were in my shoes, how would you do this? Like if I, if you wanted to take what I'm doing right here and turn it into a million people, a million customers, how would you approach it? What would you do? And they give you ideas and I take notes and I've got pages and pages and pages okay. and pages. Of notes. And then I say, based on what I've talked to you about, what we've talked about, who do you think I need to meet? And they usually have two or three people. For sure. I can introduce this person and this person and this person. So you then start working through that network. Yeah, there's a lot we could talk about around that. But yeah, there's, I there's love a guy, have you, ever heard of, have you ever heard of Joe Girard? Joe Girard, that sounds familiar, but I'm going to go search. Yeah. He wrote a book called How to Sell Anything to Anyone. Mm. And he's in the Guinness Book World Records as the number one car salesman in the history of sales. Not just the number one car salesman, but he's in the Guinness Book World Records as the number one salesperson in history. Wow. Eight years years in a row. He never sold a car, but he was the number one salesperson. He would go to work every day and to a little dealership in Detroit. And every single day before the doors were unlocked, there would be a line of people, even in the winter, There'd be a line of people waiting to buy, standing in line, waiting to buy a car from Joe. They didn't come in to get sold. They came in to buy a car. And how did he do it? Well, he made sure that every single person that he met was his best, like felt like they were his best. He treated each person like they were his best friend. And he got to the point where he would handwrite notes to people every, every month. So you'd get a handwritten note from Joe. He had to hire a team of people to write his handwritten notes. (laughs) He would call, he would call you and leave messages. He, uh, I don't even, Back then, I didn't know if he was leaving messages, but he'd call you. People were picking up their phone back then. Joe wow. would say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about you. So over the years, he would stay in touch with every single person over a long period of time. So if you had a neighbor or a friend that needed a car, you'd say, you got to go see Joe. He's a nice guy. You can trust That's Joe. Sweet. I've never heard so, of, I feel like I've heard of this book and I've never known that story. And this is so self-evident when you're sharing this story. It's actually wild. Yeah. And in network marketing, if you follow that same philosophy of every person that you meet, especially if they're people that you feel like you feel like you can, there's a mutual benefit to you knowing them, like you know them and they know you and there's a benefit to you knowing each other, that if you stay in touch with them over a long period of time and make sure that you treat them special, extra special, everybody, and there's systems to help you do that. Mm-hmm. then when they're ready to start the first person they think you want them to think of you as the first person they think of when they're ready. Yeah. Does that I make sense? That. Yes, yeah. totally. And we're talking about systems. If you want to know a little bit more about systems, you can check out what Jordan is up to. 
<laughs> in terms of helping people make feel, making them feel special, right? Um, exactly. In terms of uh, the next, the future of network marketing for the next decade, in your opinion, where do you see this going? It's very related to what we were just talking yeah. about because there, there are going to be, there are already radical changes in the way we communicate and there's going to be more. I think AI, artificial intelligence is going to play a part. I still am not clear on what that looks like um, in terms of actually building a business. I do know that the, I believe that the people that will do well in the future, it's not just going to be about automated systems. It's going to be about your ability to make real strong personal connections with the right people. Right. This is a business of sorting. So like I've done, I'll just give an example in the last uh, 18 years, I just calculated this recently. I've done 5,000 presentations, which sounds like a lot, but if you figure that out, that's one presentation a day for 18 years on average. And out of those 5,000 presentations, 4,400 of them either said no or became a customer. Of the 5,000, 600 of them became distributors with me, which is one in nine. So I had to give nine presentations to find one distributor. And I've got 600 distributors. Out of those 600, there are only seven that are responsible for 95% of my growth. Wow. Seven out of 600. And those seven people have built an organization under me of over 600,000 people and a million customers. 600,000? 600,000 and out of just seven. Seven out of the 600. But that was doing an average of one presentation a day for 18 years with one company. All right. And so, and for every, for every nine presentations, only one said yes to be a distributor. Some became customers, but one said yes to be a distributor. And out of the 600 that I brought in in 18 years, there's only seven. Now the other ones, a lot of them signed up and quit. Some of them just hang around and do nothing. Some of them end up just being customers. And seven of them actually went out and built a significant business. Wow. That goes back to the earning statements from pretty much every network marketing company out there, right? Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, and when you look at it, they say the top 1% of people. Now, from your experience, clearly, you know what you're talking about. What do you think defines a one percenter? Is that they're not, they're clearly not born with it. I, yeah. Do you believe they're born with it? I think there's, no, I think there's three, th three things come to mind like three things come to mind. One is, and this is, this almost sounds a little cliche because we hear it all. They're very committed to their personal growth journey. So it be, it's, it's like, they're always looking for ways to be better, to be more resourceful, to be more creative, to, to connect with the right people, all those things. It's like the personal growth, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is they work when they don't fit. They work all the time. Like, and when I say all the time, they, they plan their time off but they've got a, a plan for consistently doing just like treating it like a real business, right? Not just something you're playing with once in a while when you feel like it. So that's, that's the second thing. And the third is they're always asking the question, who's next? Like, who else can I share with this? Who else, who's, whose life can I impact in a positive way? Not necessarily even by bringing them into your company, but like who else can I posit positively impact? There's mm. other things too, like giving without the expectation of getting a, anything in return and sticking with people over the long haul and making like the people that you like, making them your friend mm. and 
putting yourself out there, you know, getting better all the time, like all those things. There's all the same things that you have to do if you build a traditional business. It's just you're doing it for creating, it'll create a different result. So if you own a sub, let's say you have a quarter million bucks, you got, you saved 150,000, you borrow 100,000, maybe you borrow some money from friends, friends and family, you liquidate your 401k and you buy a subway. And you realize after having your subway for three years that there's a cap on your income because you can only sell so many sub sandwiches out of that right. franchise and you got a lot of expenses, your employees, your insurance, your legal, your lease and all this and your franchise fees. So you find out after all that you're going to make seven, this particular location is going to make 75,000 bucks a year. And one day you say, you know what? I want to close. I want to lock the door. As soon as you lock that door, your income stops. Yeah. Right. So what if you took a thousand bucks, started a network marketing business, work it part-time, you can continue to keep your job or your traditional business, but over time build the leverage. And then one day, if you decide you want to take six months, I have so many stories of people that have moved to Costa Rica, or I have a, a family that just moved to Puerto Rico and they're a they, family of five and they're living on the beach. And it's just like, they have a residual income that goes into their bank account in the United States. And then they are, they can pull money out of their but ATM those stories, money. those stories are literally what keeps a brand new distributor excited about the future. Yeah. It's yeah. literally what kept me. I'm so grateful for every example of somebody living that true freedom, because I don't think I would be here today had I not been yeah. portrayed that I could have the opportunity. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work like an animal, but I know at the end of the day, it's not, I'm not working for like an animal for no reason. I'm totally committed to growing it to the next level. Right? Yeah. So what would, so what would your, if, I know a lot of people are watching, what, what, what would your life be like if over the next five years you built a residual income that equaled your bills? Think about that. Like, what could you do? Just let's say five years, you didn't do anything extravagant. You just built a residual income, meaning that your income comes in month after month after month after month without your, your own personal energy, that income's coming in and it covers your bills every month. What would your life be like? Yeah. You know, it, it, it changes everything. Like yeah. what kind of choices could you make? It changes the, the level of joy of feeling yeah. into that. It's unbelievable. The shift that happens, people actually yeah. realize that for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to take more of your time, but one of the oh. main things is, uh, oh my God, I'm loving this conversation so much, Jordan. And Thank it's you. so good. So many good nuggets happening right now. And you know, one of the thing is you speak on stage to so many people, right? Thousands. How many thousands of people do you speak to a year? Uh, a year? I don't know, maybe 30 to 50,000, maybe a year, right. maybe right. some <laughs> years less, some years more, you know, just, yeah. Okay. So let's say I was going back in time. I met you, you were 30 years old. And I'm like, Hey, Jordan, you're going to speak to thousands, if 50,000 plus people per year. How, what would you have been your reaction? Would you have signed up to that course? Would you have signed up to that career? Well, the, the truth is I signed up for Toastmasters when I was in my late twenties and I quit. Um, after I realized I was going to have to start speaking in front of groups because I was so terrified. And I, there was one day I worked for America West Airlines. I, I never had success in network marketing at this point. I, I actually applied, this sounds crazy, but I applied for a job as a corporate trainer because it would pay me just a little bit more money. And I got the job, but I thought to myself, I hope I don't have to speak in front of groups, but that was like the job, right? <laughs> and I remember the very first day I was going to have to do training in front of a group. It was, there were 30 people. 
My boss's name was Carol Castle. I don't even know where she is today. There were 30 people and I remember standing outside the room and there was a little window in the door and I could see the backs of the heads of my first group of students. And I can remember being like so terrified. And on the way to work that day, I was kind of hoping that I would have a good excuse to not be there. Like I got in an auto wreck, maybe didn't die, but <laughs> oh just got God, injured awesome. enough that I, no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. That's how I was thinking. <laughs> like I, that I was that terrified and I'm I got really- up there and it was okay. Like once I was up there, I was like, okay, you know, and for many years, even to this day, if it's a group over a thousand people, I'm terrified just for a few minutes. And then I just do it. And once you, you know, you, sometimes you use cheat sheets and notes and teleprompters and, you know, um, sometimes you can talk on it. Sometimes you're better than others, but yeah, it's like, I still get nervous at times, but once I'm Sorry, up there, I'm just, usually once I'm up there, it's serious talking, serious talking. Yeah, serious must've wanted to give me some advice there. <laughs> She's going to give you some advice on so how Jordan, to do public talk, She says, Jordan, you're talking too much. Take a breath. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> But you know, most of all, anybody who's looking to build the kind of business that you have or build the business to the top level of any company, what would you say to them if they're sitting there and they're like going to bed, dreaming about their opportunity, dreaming about expanding, but they're terrified about speaking in public? What would you say to that person? You know, just take it one step at a time. Don't, you don't need to, don't, don't like to put too much weight on yourself to, to thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to have to speak because it doesn't start that way. It starts off with, you got three people on a Zoom. Right. And you're just teaching them what you've learned. You're teaching, you're telling them stories of one or two of your successes. That's how it starts. And then the next one, you got three and the next one, you got five. And then the next one, you have two. And then one day, 10 show up on Mm -hmm. a Zoom or you happen to be in an office and they bring some people together and you're around a table or, you know, there are people Today, if you're a younger person and you're really dialed into social media, TikTok, Instagram, you might never have to give a presentation, but you will definitely, if you're doing it that way, you'll definitely need to be able to jump on a camera and talk about what you're up to. Right. And if you can be entertaining, like if you have that entertainment gene, or if you want to dial into that, anything you can do to get more eyeballs on you and attention. <laughs> That's the name of the game. How, and are I wanna... build, how are you, Alexandra, building it today? Like what? What is your, uh, I'm still so um, old school. I might be, but they consider still young in the network marketing field. I'm 30. I just turned 36. And uh, I like, I still, I'm not, I'm doing things on social media today, but most of all, it's all in one-on-one. That's where I feel my heart is there. And I speak for corporate events. I mean, but I, and I get the same thing as you I get a little bit of jitters a couple minutes before. And I always remind myself, that before I'm going to get all crazy and stressed out, I always remind myself that my creator planted me here for a reason. The people who asked yeah. me to speak, they I have something that of value to add and I've been asked to be doing this. So I'm going to take the responsibility. So I always remind myself of that before I get on. And I forget where I had heard right. that the first time. And I thought that makes sense. I won't be as stressed out. I've been asked to be here. I'm going to step into that power today. And like, awesome. even if it's just tell yourself for 40 minutes. Um, Love it. Uh, this book, the second book, Better Than Beach Money, okay? This is by far what, in my opinion, we're starting a new year. As If you're listening to this as it releases today, we're starting the new year in two weeks. And to me, every single thing that you talked about, how you wrote down a list of all the things that you wanted to achieve, like you're my manifestation soul animal, like animal spirit, because I'm all about that 100%. Yeah. 
And for anybody listening in and want to have a spectacular year in 2023, apart from buying this book, and of course, get get both of them. If you're going to go online, where's where's the best place to buy these? Amazon. Yeah. Is okay. Because I was going to say, yeah. is it better on your sure. website or is it better on Amazon? Yeah. Amazon. Okay. Yep. So go on Amazon, go type in Jordan Adler or just type in beach money. Both of them will pop up. One of them's called beach money. The other one's called better than beach money. And uh, when I talk about better than beach money, he goes into detail about how he wrote down these wildest dreams. So can you bring us down on that play, that whole, how that happened? That's, that's a longer story, but I will tell you this, that it's one of those things that is talked about a lot, but so few people actually do it. The people that do it, it changes their life. Like if you do nothing else between now and the end of the year, put on a sheet of paper, write one, two, three, and next to each one, just put, just put three things that you want to achieve or accomplish. And I'm not talking about getting a promotion because that doesn't fuel you. That's not going to get you excited. But what are three dreams that you have? Even if they're a little outrageous, normally our dreams don't happen the way that we plan. Like, if you if you look back on the things that have happened in your life that have that were like miraculous things that have really allowed you to live your life in a certain way that you really you there everybody has these things these defining moments that change everything you will actually find and create your defining moments when you write your dreams down and most people don't do that so just write three things down like for me in the beginning but it, this is going to sound insane because I live in a different world today. But in the beginning, if I could have a wardrobe, a convertible BMW and a cell phone, oh. this was like in the early days. That was those were outrageous dreams for me back in when I was in my 30s, early 30s. Wow. But I wrote those three things down. And, and then every year I write down three. Today I'm writing down. I mean, I, I just I got my helicopter pilot's license and I'm going to space on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Civilian Space Program. Wow. You know, I'm taking, I'm taking two weeks of vacation every month, you know, stuff like that. You know, I love it. my life is different today, but in the beginning, you're like, what are the three things that you, based on where you are, maybe it's like to do a, a mission trip to Southern, uh, to South America and, and uh, in a village and build a church, I, I, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is for you, maybe it's to take your family to Disneyland. Mm. If you've never done that before. Mm. Um, or maybe it's just to take a two week vacation. You've never done that. Or maybe it's to throw, to lose 30 pounds, throw away all your clothes and get a whole brand new outfit or a brand new. I love it. And any, any last advice, just as we're going to conclude this up last advice for anybody here. Wow. Um, dang, like out of, like, I, I just gave you like everything. (laughs) I guess the 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 big the, the biggest piece of advice would be like it, we do this all of us do this all the time we're beating ourselves up all day long for oh, not man. being where we feel like we should be or where we plan to be um realize that the 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 way again I want to say this the way that you're going to get there is to to do the work and stay consistent and then it won't happen the way that you expect it's always like you get blindsided with this person that joins your team that you had no even hand in bringing in. So they join your team and they're the one that explodes. Or you meet the right person at the right time, somebody that was completely outside your, your world that you meet this person and that person takes you to this dream that you've had for the past 10 years. And unless you had met, if you hadn't met that person, it wouldn't have happened. And 
but you can't get there unless you put it out there. You've got to, you've got to write that stuff down and yeah. set it as an intention, but don't put a lot of weight on yourself, like a lot of heaviness and like beating yourself up and all those kinds of things that drag us down on a daily basis and make us feel like crap because yeah. you don't need to do that. Yeah. Oh my just gosh. Do the, work, do, do the work and stay committed to just stay, do the work, stay committed, have your dreams and just put one foot in front of the other. Just keep doing that. Yeah. And the rest is take care of itself. Yeah. And you're such a t testament of that. You're totally a testament of that. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am that you took time today, a whole hour with us. And most of all, like even beyond reading these books and feeling like I knew you, you're just the real deal, my friend. You're so you're the real deal. You're just as real as you are in this book than you are in for in real person. So thank you for taking the time. I and I that. hope everybody goes out and gets these two books and really catapult their year 2023. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for pressing play today and joining me for an episode of Inspired for More. If you loved anything about this episode, make sure to take a print screen and tag me on your Instagram stories. Or better yet, copy the link of the episode, share with a friend, make sure to be subscribed to the channel for latest episode drop-ins. And remember, if you can be inspired, you are actually meant to inspire others. I'm wishing you the most incredible and blessed day and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Take care.